Hello, welcome into Son of a Batch episode two, where my mom and I share multi-generational insight on The Bachelor. We just watched episode two of Pete's season 24. Uh, my mom is 53 and I'm 20 and we share our different insight in the show. Um, so welcome in to the Son of a Batch. Let's go. I'm not the kind of girl you bring home to mama. If my mama loves me, then why you say can't I'm not yours? the kind of girl you bring home to mama? If my mama loves me, then why can't yours? Say I'm not the kind of girl. So I think I wanted to start this episode, Luke, with um, trying to say what your summary of the episode in one sentence. And I think mine is liar, liar, pants on fire, because I don't believe. <laughs> that Hannah Ann didn't know that that wasn't her champagne setup. And we'll get into the champagne gate later, but liar, liar, pants on fire for me. Oh my God, mom. I am so happy that that's your take. That, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I really, I did not expect that. That's awesome. Let's go. Uh, my episode in one sentence is the Hannah show. Whether that's Hannah B or Hannah Ann, I feel like I was saying the word Hannah throughout the entire episode. Yeah, let's jump right into Hannah B. Um, I actually thought that this section was kind of anticlimactic because yeah. they, you didn't get to hear most of the conversation. And I think I continue on with how frustrated I am with her because my take is if he's it, if you regret leaving him and he's the guy, you don't go back to Dancing with the Stars. You say, Either I want to I want to stay and see if we can figure this out, or the two of them right off in the sunset, and ABC goes and gets Tyler Cameron from last season, who every woman on the planet loves, and you just move on. So I just feel like it was her. Like I'm not sure. I don't. I want everything. I want to go on Dancing with the Stars. I want you. I don't want anybody else to have you. I was not a fan. Yeah, I think that's fair. But at the same time, I, I think she's just genuinely confused, you know, and I, I think especially after going through The Bachelor, Bachelorette, obviously, I can't say from experience, but it's got to be pretty weird having those kind of emotions with so many different people and coming out of that. So I think she's just more confused. She probably went into it thinking that she was going to end up with a relationship where she was no longer going to have to think about that stuff and it was all going to be over. And now she's sitting there with no one still and kind of just trying to sort through those feelings. So yeah, I, I understand your frustration, but I also kind of feel like it's, it's a natural reaction. How old is she, by the way? I think she's 24. Okay. So, I mean, like from a 24 year old, like that seems like a normal reaction to be genuinely confused after all of that. So, and it seemed like that was true for both of them. They're both just kind of like, not sure how to analyze their feelings because they have so much going on and they're both in the situation where they've had feelings for, you know, 20 plus people in the past year. So it's got to, it's just got to be weird. The whole show premise is weird. We've covered that, but like, I don't know. I, it doesn't shock me that she's confused and it doesn't shock me that she's coming back. I like that you are nicer than I am. I, I, I agree with all of the confusion, but I just have this feeling of somebody who wants everything. And yeah. I think it was really unfair to Peter to not let him go through this process, um, thinking that she had moved on. And 
if she had done it beforehand, before they started filming, and I, I do realize that I don't think she thought she didn't go into this expecting to have the feelings that she had. So I guess I have a little sympathy there, but I don't know. I, I keep coming back with a very frustrated feeling with that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I understand the frustration. And once again, I didn't watch the Hannah B season. So you have a leg up on me in that sense. Um, My question is obviously, so because of all that drama and because of them kind of sorting that out and that was most of the airtime for that date, and Pete cutting off the date then after. My question to you is, who do you think would have had the most interesting sex story had they uh, actually gone through <laughs> with it? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, uh, I don't even think you can predict that. Um, I think after seeing McKenna, McKenna, sorry, McKenna coming back in later in the cocktail party with whipped cream and honey, I think it might have. I, I think I'm going <laughs> to vote for McKenna. Yeah, so I saw that like later on Twitter, I think, but that was wild. I can't believe something like that happened. Something happened with whipped cream and honey, and they didn't cover that. That just blows my mind. Yeah, either it didn't go well, or I'm not sure, but I will tell you that's not the first time whipped cream has been on the show. So this is not a unique move. Yeah, so if if you're listening and you're wondering what the hell are they talking about, during the cocktail party later on where we had champagne gate uh at the point where mckenna stole pete away she came back and i saw it on twitter i don't know where you saw mom but there was a picture of her with a whipped cream can and honey on her chest so something wild went down between her and pete maybe they'll show something like that from the next episode or something i'm not sure but uh it was pretty funny it did not make the cut so but so who would you (laughs) pick I, I think McKenna is a, a solid choice. I also really wanted to see Alexa and uh, I don't know, maybe Natasha. I, I just like there were so many interesting options to see what what could have come. Uh, I don't know. It, I just feel I like have they to all. Say, Go ahead. You I have to say that Alexa, ugh, I think she is just. She has the the coolest look, the coolest vibe. Mm. Yeah, she seems really uh, chill, doesn't she? She seems really chill. So, but I don't, I can't see her getting up there and doing a crazy sex story. I don't see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're probably right. I don't know. I'm just, I, I am a little sad that we got to miss that because I think that would have just provided a lot of uh, uh, fun entertainment for me, but it's, it's all right. I think I would have been in cringe mode the entire time. So I am so <laughs> relieved that, that we did not have to hear any of that. <laughs> yeah, I guess sorting through sex stories with my mom would have been kind of awkward. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that was a gift. So there was some kind of uh, Kelsey, my uh, your sister sent me sent us both an article about Madison and about having a fan Instagram account. I have no idea what the hell that is. Yeah. So let's do, let's do your words with Don mom. Uh, words with Don. What do, would you think burner means? So I used to watch a show and I can't, the name escapes me, but a burner phone is where you are doing something that you're talking to people on the phone and you don't want anybody to track you. And then you throw it in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're kind of on the right track. So on Instagram, a lot of people have what they call a burner account and a burner account is a fake account that they make um, under their own name or whatever, but they 
their username is something completely different so that people don't know it's actually them. It's a fake account to make it seem like it's someone else. Um, and then they will comment on their own posts or other people's posts or whatever, acting as if it's not them when really it is. So Madison got caught commenting on her own post saying like, oh, girl, you look so good. You're so beautiful. And then but she forgot to log in, log out of her main account. So it just came through as her main account. So tough look for her. I, I, I do yeah. feel bad, but I, I'm glad that she can laugh at herself a little bit. Maybe just dust it off, hopefully. But yeah, was pretty funny. So how do I get one? Is that, so like I, <laughs> since we have six people on our Instagram account, six people following follow, us. On follow our Instagram, Instagram at the son of a batch. <laughs> so I could make a fan uh, login and just like stir the pot up for the six of us who are on that account. Yeah, just make another account and comment on our own posts. Maybe maybe we should do that, but we don't even change the account. We're just still in Son of a Batch, and we comment on our own posts. Like, great pod, guys. Loved it. Good for you. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I'm in. Um, okay, so we moved on after the – so actually, first of all, what did you think of Pete – coming out and saying, hey, guys, I don't want to do the rest of this date, but I will meet up with you guys later for the after party. And what do you think of the reactions? Um, I felt like that was the right call for him because there's just no way he could have been present. And so trying to fake through something is would be worse than just saying, hey, I need to pull myself together. I yeah. loved that he owned it. He took responsibility for it. And I have to say, Natasha, the fireball was having none of it. And I kind of liked it. Really? Wow. Look at you. You just keep surprising me. All right. Why? At first I didn't because I don't like conflict. And so she was causing conflict. And at first I kind of thought that she was causing drama, but really she was just saying, hey, quit bringing your girlfriend on the show. It's not cool. I'm not okay with it. It's not fair. And instead of like just saying, oh, it's okay. We understand. She kind of, she kind of made, she held him accountable is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think she did any favors for herself by doing that. Maybe, maybe she did. I mean, she still stayed in the show, so maybe she did. But I, I agree with you. I mean, to some extent, I don't know why you would ever do it, but a lot of these women are like quitting their jobs to go on the show and stuff. So it's a pretty big deal to them and they really want to fully immerse themselves in the experience. So I, I would be frustrated if I was there and uh, wasn't given the proper time or whatever, you know, was invited to a date and then wasn't allowed to meet up with The Bachelor. I understand. So uh, good for her for standing up for herself, but yeah, you got to think she didn't do herself any favors. See, I think when she sat down with Peter at the cocktail party, he's totally into that. Um, it's another thing that surprises me about him. He's not a pushover. He he yeah. told her, like, he knew she was mad. He let her talk about why she was mad. And he, I think he really likes her strong personality. So he he came back to, you know, the first night I saw you, I could just tell that you're a strong person. I like that yeah. you're you know, telling me what you think. So I think, I think he kind of digs it. And it's hard for me when you watch the, the previews, but she's definitely in the previews. So she makes it to a certain time in the show. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, he said like you're very direct, and so I, good for him. I, I like that he's not afraid of that, so that's nice. Um, it is shocking to me. After the first episode, one of my least favorite women on the show was McKenna, and I got to say, I she turned it around for me this episode a bit. So after that whole scenario went down, and they go to the cocktail party afterwards, or whatever you want to call it, the evening date, um, she handled it really well. A lot of the women were sitting there complaining about it and of course you got to think they've been doing that for hours like nonstop. and she's like guys can we just stop talking about it and move and move forward i i want to be done with it and then sydney seemed like she was still pretty upset and was like well what do you think about it and she was like i think it's over and i want to be done with it and let's move forward and enjoy the rest of the night i was like wow really mature nice well done so i loved how she handled that i did the same thing i flipped on mckenna um she's fun She's light. I think when you're the bachelor, when you're going through and doing this, that it is heavy. And so people who can make you just kind of enjoy the moment, forget it's about super, it, yeah. super important. And she got him to pull out his dance moves. I just think this yeah. man is adorable. I know that's yeah. probably not the right adjective to use, but he's he has moves, but they're like geeky-ish in yeah. a sexy way and i just think he is awesome yeah i i actually like i mean honestly the first time i saw that i thought it was a little uncomfortable but i do like that she was just like you know what let's like kind of she kind of tried to lighten the mood by just being like let's just dance a little bit show me your moves like you know take take your mind off of because the people who sit down with him and start the conversation with how are you feeling i feel like obviously that's nice to ask but i feel like a lot of the time after all that drama he doesn't really want to talk about it. He just wants to move on. So good for her. I agree with you. That being said, when they had their little dance off, it quickly turned into a makeout session. And I'm going to be honest with you. I thought they were going to screw on the show right there. I thought they were doing it. Like it, it was very <laughs> sexual. Oh, because this is his second counter lift move, right? So he yeah, lifted exactly. her up on the counter. So for me as a mom, the worst part of that was the shot at the end where her legs are wrapped around her in this really awkward position. And she has these like really pretty fancy shoes. And I was just like, ah, okay. Don't need to see any of that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it was a little uncomfortable. And so like, after I saw that though, like that went, it went right from there to the rose for the date itself. And keep in mind, this is right after he had been making out with Sydney. And it's like, they literally looked like they were going to have sex. And then he gives the rose to Sydney, not McKenna. And I was just like, wow, this is wild. Yeah. I was shocked that Sydney got the rose because even though Sydney had this really beautiful, compelling story and she really shared herself, I think this date needed the levity that McKenna gave. And so I was super yeah. shocked that Sydney got the rose. Yeah. And I think in general, so first episode, I really liked Pete and not to say I still think he's a good guy, but I am starting to get really uncomfortable with how physical he is with each woman, like how much he's willing to make out with each one and, and get really like physical with them. It just kind of is awkward to me because it's so hardcore. So like with McKenna, how do you show that much physical like emotion and desire or whatever, and then not give her the rose? It's just, it's weird to me. I, so 
sadly, I can't believe that our roles are turned around because you would think those <laughs> would be go, the words Mom. coming out of my mouth. But I think I've yeah. seen this enough to where I'm kind of used to it. I also okay. think there's some strategy with the roses where you're trying to get as many women to buy into staying and wanting to be there and really share themselves with you. So you could also, McKenna already had confirmation that he was totally into her by his, by their makeout session. And right. so he wanted to give Sydney also kudos for opening up to him. So I think maybe that's kind of the thought process. Okay. But for me, I walked really away with McKenna it. being just light and airy and fun. Yeah. It, yeah. I agree. I, I was very impressed by that. So I would have given her the rose had I been in his shoes. Um, but I just, yeah, that's a good point. That's a strategic play. Do you think though that in terms of other bachelors versus Pete, do you think he's more physical than most bachelors? Like, you know, is he kissing more girls or doing what, like being touchy with more girls than you feel like uh, most of the bachelors are? I, in recent history, I'm going to say no. Um, He has more moves, but I do think he might just have one move. It might be the counter, you know, lift you up and set you on the counter, lift you up and set you on the pool table, (laughs) smack you in the head once in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and I also have heard that when you're the lead, you have to kind of compartmentalize all the relationships. And yeah. so if you're really doing that and treating each one separately and just starting all over and really compartmentalizing, I could not do that. But yeah, I think that's um, really tough. I think that's what you have to do so that you give everybody a fair shot. Yeah. So, But I have heard of seasons where I think that there was this bachelor. I actually watched his episode. And back then, his name was Bob Guinea, I believe. And he apparently had probably the most sex on the show of any bachelor. And they didn't make that. That wasn't like part of the show. You didn't know about it. I definitely think it's going to be part of this season. Mm. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I, I think in general, I mean, based on the previews, he, he only ramps it up from here. So I'm, I'm really interested and I do have a quick sound bite. So I watched the uh, episode from the fraternity in my room uh, and my roommate had this to say about Pete. Pete is one of the bastards. <laughs> so I, I couldn't agree more, Rob. I really couldn't agree more. Um <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's jump into the real meat and potatoes of the show. This is what really, really went down. The cocktail party, which yeah. features Champagne Gate 2020. Um, Mom, what did, first of all, overall impressions of the cocktail party, and then jump into Champagne Gate if you want. Uh, so I am so over the whining about who gets whose time with Peter. I am so it's, – it's – it happens every year. So either they need to have a little spreadsheet in the back of the room where they all track their time and, you know, they make a deal that they're all going to. <laughs> like a whiteboard. To, yeah, they have a whiteboard and, okay, your two minutes is up. That's not how it works. You have yeah. to go and get your time. So 
Kelsey and her whining about how little time she's had. Girl, go get him and quit your yeah. crying. Good well, it like I agree with you. It seemed like when McKenna went and took took him and, you know, she got really pissed at McKenna. It was like, I don't know, maybe you should have got him first. It's not like she's with him. You know, most of the time that people complain about that stuff, it's because they're with him and they had just taken him away and then someone else steals him. And that's got to be frustrating because it's, you know, you put yourself out there to go grab him and then it's, you know, it gets taken away from you. But Kelsey seemed like she wasn't even trying. Like she just set up her little champagne setup and that's all she did. You got to go talk to him as well, you know? So yeah, right. I'm with you. I thought I thought that was kind of ridiculous. And I think you and I both listened to uh, Rachel Lindsay's podcast with Peter that she did yeah. last week. And there was he mentioned that on the first night, he sat down with every woman. He said he talked to every yeah. single one of them. And I don't think that always happens. I think that's kind of up to how much time and the discretion of the show. But I think both of us felt really good about the fact that he said, I actually talked to every single one of them. Yeah, I I like that that he really is trying to give them a fair shake. It seems like in general, um, you know, obviously the first night he got pulled away a few times, but since then we haven't actually seen him get pulled away mid conversation. Whether that's his doing or uh, the doing of the other women on the show, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's it seems like he's really he he doesn't BS it. I mean, there's obviously some element to that, but like in general, he seems like a more upfront and with it bachelor i'll say than than we've seen before yeah i i um, would say i would say the same thing so i'm gonna let you jump into champagne gate well yeah for right before that i just want to note i loved when kelsey and mckenna that thing was going on they cut away to an interview with kelsey and she goes do i think she's a snake and that she's slinky yeah and it's like no one asked you. i guarantee you no one asked you that <laughs> like no one had that question for you just uh so, yeah, I guess from there, I'll jump right into the Champagne Gate thing. It seemed like the fact that Kelsey had an issue with McKenna uh, in the same kind of way that she did with Hannah Ann, it made me think that uh, I, I just, I, I don't I don't love that out of Kelsey. I think that it's kind of an instability in her part. And so as much as I think this is a really interesting development in terms of Hannah Ann versus Kelsey, because who knows what really happened? Um Kelsey definitely is a bit out there, a bit wacko. And you can tell by the reactions of the other women in the house. Like, despite the whole thing between her and Anna Ann, everybody was anti-Kelsey. Everybody was anti-Kelsey. It was a question more so of are they anti-both of them or are they just anti-Kelsey? So, yeah, I don't know. What did you think, Mom? So... Either Hannah Ann should be really angry with the producers because they set her up and she had said she wanted a champagne set up and they did the little yeah. champagne over. <laughs> that was devious. Yeah. So, I think, I, I'm with you. I think the producers might have done something there. I think they might have been like, hey, look, she's sh setting up champagne over there. Should we screw with her? Right. Like, so if, awesome. if that happened, I feel bad for her. But usually when you do a setup like that, it, people know it's clear right. that there's something special that happened there. You know, she took some time to set up a blanket and she lit candles. Right. <clears throat> so it's possible that it got messed up. But my problem with Hannah Ann is that when she apologizes, when she talks about it, 
it never hits her eyes. It's not genuine. It is, she's just saying words. There is nothing heartfelt about what comes out of her mouth. And that's why I said liar, liar, pants on fire. Cause I don't believe for a second (laughs) that she, she at least thought that doesn't look like what I thought I was going to get, but Hey, let's do this. And then even worse after she knew she still sat down Peter comes out to her, says, I don't know what happened. She still doesn't say anything. She's still sitting there. Like, if I had known that I had done that on accident, I would have hopped up. I would have said, oh, Peter, we can't sit here. Just something terrible just happened. And I had no idea. There was none of that. Right. So I. So you saying she apologized? Like, she never apologized. That's the thing. The only thing she ever did was refute it. Now, I think later in the episodes, we're going to see her apologize, but that night, she actually never apologized to Kelsey. She just kept saying, I didn't know. I'm, I, I didn't know. That's all she said. There's no, I'm sorry, not once. Yeah. I, I, she, cause she kept saying, I, I hear your feelings. Yeah. I guess I kind of took that as apology, but it, there was nothing genuine about that. So that was super frustrating. Yeah. So she's Hannah Ann, like, so as much as I do think this was an overreaction and it was clearly showing some true colors for Kelsey here, like Hannah Ann has that face just like she literally looks like the mean girl from a movie. I swear to God, you know, she's got that. Oh, it's something is not right there. And so yeah, she refuted it. And I also, I'm with you. I call a bullshit that she didn't know about it because every other woman in the house knew. I mean, they, sh- they showed the scene beforehand of Kelsey sitting on a couch with like 10 other women and them all saying, oh, are you excited for your champagne thing? There's no way Hannah Ann had no inkling. Now, the only way that I could say maybe it's an accident is that I think the way that Kelsey set it up with the candles and the blanket and all that stuff, it kind of looked like a setup that would have been made by the producers, you know? So I do understand that a little bit. Um, but wow. What if, I mean, honestly, how funny was it though? When she was sitting there and you hear the pop, I started laughing immediately. That's too funny. Oh yeah. And Tammy, Tammy, (laughs) as usual has like the greatest reactions, but (laughs) So I think, I think it's interesting though, we were talking about Kelsey and how she's kind of unhinged and she finally gets to sit down with Peter and they finally get to have the other bottle of champagne. And (laughs) I think there's some karma. I I rewatched this scene like five times. There's some karma happening out there because when he hands her the bottle of champagne, it goes, it sprays all over her face. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. How is that not planned is my question because why, like, why did he ask her to just take it out of the bottle? He clearly wanted her to just take it out of the bottle. Why was that? You know? Oh, cause I, I think uh, because the glasses and everything got broken, I think. And, but the weird oh, part right, to me. right. Cause she tipped it over. Yeah, yeah. 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 So do you remember him saying, let's shake it? Why would you <laughs> shake it? Well, so I mean, they shook it before like, they no, popped it. That makes it. sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. You're sp- you're supposed to do that so that you get, you get the spray and it's like, oh yeah, I don't know. That's, really? that's a champagne thing for sure. Yeah, really? what? Like you see people shake it and then they pop it so that it sprays everywhere. That's kind of the fun of it to have a little bit pop out and kind of go go everywhere. I don't know. That's the fun of it for sure. But uh, my only note for when it when she opened or when she took the sip and it went all over her face was in the face. I I just <laughs> loved it. I, I how many videos of that have you seen? Like I feel like I see videos of that all the time of people taking their first sip of 
champagne or beer or something like that and it just spills all over them that was too funny yeah too it, funny. if that really wasn't planned in any any facet that's just unbelievably hilarious i yeah i i laughed i laughed out loud i you know getting a sinus <laughs> rinse with champagne i'm not sure how i would feel about that but yeah sinuses have to be really clear very much so <laughs> So I know we wanted to touch on like the love her, hate her type thing. You know, who did you love? Who did you hate on this episode? I still have to say, and I think a lot of people are going to disagree with this. I think my hate is still Hannah Ann. She is just oh, devious. I I genuinely believe that all of this was planned. You know, there, there's an element of me that's still torn because I can see the possibility of it being an accident. But I think she planned this shit out, which is, for one, very impressive kind of scary impressive and that's why i think she's the villain like the the hate her you know is because she like i think she really planned this out you know and then she had the later talk with pete that actually let's get into that now where she said that kelsey bullied her and i I mean to be fair kelsey kind of did she she was calling her a bunch of names and whatnot but i just kind of think it was a ploy of her to say i'm gonna try to out somebody make them upset, like get under their skin as easy as I can and act like it was a total accident so that Pete doesn't suspect anything from me because she's a great actress and then try to get her voted off. Yeah. And here's what I'm going to say. She's 23. So I can't Mm -hmm. shame her for not watching The Bachelor a lot before she went on. But being a tattletale never plays out well uh, because – it causes drama for the lead. So it's risky because now, you know, it's drama that get... you started. Like they always trace that drama back to you. Yeah. And it takes them a while, but yeah. the worst part is, is what you have done to the house. Like what dynamic you have just created in the house. And I have to tell you, like growing up as a kid, like somebody who tattled instead of just dealing with it. Ugh. That is yeah. just like my worst thing. Like, don't be tattling. Let's just work it out. Yeah. That might mean that I needed to be tattled on a lot. I fear that might be the case. Oh, and my so that's God. Probably why Mom, I hated it. you did not t- need to be tattled on. You are such a rule follower. Don't <laughs> don't yeah, pull that it, bullshit. But I was kind of mean. I was I was kind of oh mean. So <laughs> I remember telling uh, my siblings that if they told on me, I would make sure that Santa Claus didn't come and visit. You know, I'd get a note to him or something <laughs> like that. You know, so. So I think it was kind of mean. Damn, mom, that's cold. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, um, so so yeah, he, I, go, go I'm I'm with you. Uh, I said that. So the I'm going to add another girl to my list that you can bring home to Mama, and it's mm, okay. Alea. Is it Alea? Yeah, yeah, Alea. Oh my gosh, she wasn't in the show at all. One, she's stunning. Two, yeah. When Kelsey was having her meltdown, she's sitting there helping her get her makeup back on. And just she just seems Ugh. like the the group mom or the group friend or I just love I love a good heart. I love a good soul. And so she seems like a sympathetic soul. I don't know if that's going to serve her well in the house because she hasn't had any screen time, but you could bring her home. And Hannah Ann, I want to send to manor school. So <laughs> seriously, she needs to just, she just needs to learn to, I mean, I guess the show is like we said, not about making friends. It's about doing what's good for you. But like, 
at some point, like you got to treat people at least with some sort of kindness. It seems like she's just ruthless and has absolutely no regard for anybody else. So I I'm with you, but, um, as far as the saying Alea is that the mom, I feel like everybody had to be the mom for Kelsey. And that's what makes me cringe about her. And I, I feel the same way about Victoria F the drama that you create and you kind of saying, Oh, this is so hard for me. This is so hard for me. And make being okay with other people consistently taking care of you is it's just uncomfortable to me. I mean, I understand, you know, it's it's not there's not an issue with feeling vulnerable and being vulnerable at times and saying I need help. But to the people who are consistently every episode having to make other people take care of them and make them feel better. It's just, it's uncomfortable to me. I, I never want to be a burden on other people. And it seems like that's all she is to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is uh, between Victoria F and Kelsey. It is going to be an interesting season. Oh, we're just going to have so many tears, man. Yeah. So many tears. So when oh. we got to the three women that went home at the Rose ceremony, I 100% knew that Kelsey was not going to get sent home because the leads never send somebody home that they think might have been wronged or that was really yeah. upset. It would just make them look bad. Yeah. And I'm not sure that Peter has a sense yet of how unhinged Kelsey might be. And hopefully she improves, but I knew she was going to get a rose. I just, I knew it. Yeah. I, so I think any experienced watcher knew that because uh, there was someone in my room who had seen seasons pass and he was like, yeah, they're, they'll both stay 100%. Uh, yeah. So I, I think there is an element of that. But I do want to note that I don't think she's going to be there long because uh, I did a little reverse kiss count because with Pete, considering how many women he kisses, it's easier just to count the ones that he doesn't kiss. Uh, <laughs> and according to my count, we've got Alexa, Natasha, and Kelsey – the people that he sat down with at some point and never kiss. I believe that's correct. If there's anybody else that I missed, then sorry about that. But that's, I believe that's correct. In which case, I think that's an indicator for all those women, considering how open he is to kissing that like they, their time is limited here. So like you said, we saw Natasha potentially later in the season, but I don't know. Well, and I have to tell you, I think I saw Kelsey in a, preview saying I'm definitely in love with you. So that terrified me. Oh. I was like, Oh, come oh. on. But yeah, maybe she improves. Maybe, yeah. you know, this, this show brings out the absolute worst in you. And if you have producers messing with you, like setting right. up two right. different putting, champagne, putting champagne bottles everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. It, it's tricky. And especially when they're still like, I think there's after the rose ceremony, there's still 19 women in the house. So that's a lot of people. So it yeah. it's crazy. So next we have on tap the runway date. So a couple of thoughts on yes. this. First of all, I have never heard of Revolve Clothing, so I looked yeah, that I, up. We're not really a name brand family. Like I, there's so many people I know who are <laughs> big into the brand. I couldn't care less about brands, so it doesn't doesn't surprise me. I feel so good about that. Like you all know how to uh, shop the clearance racks and we definitely aren't big on any kind of brands. I feel like I have done my job. So I got on the Good. website to see what Revolve clothing is and it's kind of high end fashion. Nothing I would ever wear. Well, Nothing. yeah, no shit. When they told her that they were giving or when they told the women that they were giving them $20,000 worth of clothes at the end. 
Right. And it was it was like ten bags. That's how you know. That's how you know <laughs> that there's that that uh, clothing is really really expensive. Right. Right. So uh, the two of the hosts of the runway date, one uh, I believe his name is Carson, and he was one of the Queer Eye originals. Yeah. Yeah. And I, don't I, know that I is. kind of remember him. I didn't watch a lot of that show. And then Janice Dickinson, the girls and I watched America's Next Top Model when it first started and we're totally oh. into it. And she was one of the judges and she is a sass. And of <laughs> course, because you know that I have a weakness for fart humor, like I actually follow <laughs> hashtag fart humor on Instagram. Up. And at the very end, I don't know if you watched the very end when she was talking about make sure that you don't fart in front of The Bachelor. I was like, oh, that's so great. Because I was all since I have seen her over the years on different shows, I was a little bit stunned at how much work she's had done on her face. And so it was. Yeah, I was gonna say the Botox lady. That was that was my way of referring to her because I didn't know her name. And it makes it kind of bad. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And it makes me sad because, you know, being 53 years old, trying to embrace like how to age naturally. And I I'm ne- I know better than to never say never that I'm never going to get Botox or I'm never going to do those kind of things. But, you know, looking at that, it, it, it doesn't look great. So but I did appreciate nope. she's a sassy lady. She's a smart lady in fashion. And so so it was fun for me to get to see her. It was kind of like a deja vu mo- moment for me. Yeah. So she does look kind of familiar now that you say that. Like, I'm sure I saw her when you guys were watching America, America's Next Time Model at some point. Because I do remember that being on for my entire childhood. Um, <laughs> but my my question with this was, how do you how do you get this job? Like, how do you just get to be a fashion like judge because their job was so easy oh what was the quote the the guy at some point said he goes she looks like a really sexy amish person oh my god that was was talking about like natasha or something he was i died like bro what how do you how is that what you get to say and you're still respected as like a very astute mind in the world of fashion that was (laughs) hilarious i thought it was great i thought it was great um i thought speaking of (laughs) natasha i thought she was I thought she was fun to watch. She's just so confident. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I kind of dig watching her. Um, some other lines that made me laugh, like Janice was offended that somebody's butt cheeks were hanging out of their jean shorts. I thought you're supposed to, I mean, I thought that was hot. I yeah. don't know. I don't That's, know. That shouldn't be a shocker for someone in fashion. I feel like, I mean, is that a hot thing for, for men to see a little bit of cheek? I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a trend. Like I, I can tell you that a lot of a lot of girls around campus do that and stuff. So I know I know it's a thing. And then I kind of laughed about uh, her saying, "Girls, we're not in Vegas. Like you're supposed to be models." So they didn't give them any kind of coaching or anything like that. Yeah. And so this kind of brought up my no shit Sherlock moment. So no shit Sherlock. <laughs> Hannah Ann, the model, won the competition. Right. Come That's on. bullshit that she was able to compete in that. Like she should not have been invited on that date. Realistically, she is uh. a model. Like, of course she's gonna win. That's just like, yeah, that was so stupid. So overall, I I'm gonna give this grade a D or this date a D. I thought it was really just like, it it shows the worst of American culture in my sense. It was women competing on who can look the best 
on their physical appearance, uh, and the winner wins thousands of dollars worth of clothing. And the judges are Botoxed up, and I just was like, oh, this is this is peak, like, horrible American culture. And I hate to rag on Hannah Ann one more time, yet she just gives me so much opportunity. <laughs> so I had to watch this a second time, and I do understand that the editors can make things look different than how they happen, so I always have to keep that in mind. But when she and Victoria F were having the walk-off, Mm. And they had the same dress on. They made it look like Hannah Ann like took her dress and like kind of hit Victoria F with it and kind of like, oh, eh. and not not to hurt her, but just to be like, you know, to show her to kind of stand in front of her and do her thing. And maybe that is how it is done. And I also have to say, Victoria F. was a hot mess through this entire date, Ugh, and I, I, I didn't her. have a lot of patience for it. And yet she came out and kicked some ass. She came out and in that trench coat and then walked up and kissed Peter. I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, see, but that's why it pissed me off so much. Like, you can't pull the, oh, I'm so timid, I'm so I'm so scared, and then go up there and do that. I mean, good for you that you did that. I, I If she hadn't pulled all the BS beforehand, I would have been into that. But it just seems like the whole f- lack of confidence for her is almost like a ploy to make her the center of attention so that everybody feels bad for her and so that the camera's always on her and maybe so that Peter feels bad. I don't know, but I just... Ugh, I really, I really hated that. But I, I could see you totally bought in on that, didn't you? You loved, you loved the uh, Victoria F transformation. No, I, I, can I called t- that. I, I kind of agree with you. Like you, that, that's, I agree with you. Like it almost seems like the I'm so scared stuff doesn't. It's not real. They don't equal each other. Right. It's not real. Yeah. So I. I I get it. I mean, I liked that she went out and killed it, but I, I, I agree with you. So how did you feel about Hannah Ann coming in a wedding dress on her first outfit? It's a power play. That That's really, that's a power play regardless of like, I genuinely believe that at some point in the up or in the season, we will see Hannah Ann show her true colors. And I think it's going to be when she loses something, something big to somebody else, you know, cause she literally at this point through two episodes, she's undefeated. The yeah. only thing that she's lost is the um, flight date. She didn't win that relay race, but you had to cheat to win anyway. So whatever. She she literally hasn't lost anything else though. So I'm just like, God damn. Um, but I, that was power play. Like I, she's clearly a model, so I don't I, I don't give her too much credit. But uh, yeah, I, I was actually there for it. I got to give her respect. She does like she knows what she wants. She's confident about it, and she takes it like that. Good for her. I, I really think that's a good quality, but um, I just think that it's all a mask for some really crazy vindictive shit that she's got going on. Yeah. So we already talked about her tattling to Peter about Kelsey being mm. a bully, but what I really wanted to do was talk about if Kelsey was bullying Hannah Ann. And I think initially I thought, you know, she was just calling Hannah Ann on her shit. But I also think that, you know, there's just no space in the world for us as women to be calling each other bitches and that type of thing. I think use your words, tell her how you feel, tell her that you don't like how she handled it and then leave it, leave it there. 
So yeah, what were I mean, your I thoughts? do I do get it. Like if if you truly believe, which I do, that Hannah Ann did that intentionally, then I, I mean I, I don't want to say it's justified, but like I do understand why she was pissed then. Like very pissed. It makes it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean Kelsey is definitely like off her rocker a little bit. There's no there's no doubt about that. So I think that she took it over the top. Because I mean, even with McKenna, think about the McKenna situation. McKenna was actually apologetic and I think was very real about you know, I wasn't intending to do it like to take away from you. I was just trying to get Peter really quickly while I could, whatever. I think that was fine. Um, and Kelsey still just unloaded on her and was being super ridiculous with her insults and whatnot. So yeah, I do think there was an element of that, but I agree with you the way Hannah Ann handled it. Don't, don't go tattle on her. Just go talk to her. Talk, like yeah. you clearly have the confidence to be able to do it. There's no issue. Like I just, uh, I don't know. I, I really think that Hannah Ann is really smart and that she's yeah. playing this, yeah. playing Pete like a fiddle, first of all, and just trying to get as many people to show bad colors as they can. Yeah. And I think, so I hate to like always bring age into this, but I am surprised that Kelsey, I think she's 27 or 28. She's attacking a 22 year old and a 23 year old and they're, they're holding it together better than she is they're just letting her implode and it makes me sad it's like kelsey okay you need to breathe and you need to focus on what's important here and you know historically if as a contestant you're focusing more on the women than you are on peter that is never a good formula yeah also i just want to throw in there i think that hannah ann saying that uh she was like when she tattled or whatever she was like to peter yeah i was up crying all night uh i call it bullshit and here's why <laughs> the too. producers the producers do not miss a single effing tear to to my to my regret i really wish that they would but they don't <laughs> miss it so i call bullshit hannah ann that you were crying all night yeah i i just that's why it, like i feel like she's not only playing pete and playing some of the other girls in the house but she's playing the audience. I know a lot of people who I've talked to about this who are big Hannah Ann fans and don't think that she's vindictive or anything. I believe that she is really, really like smart, very incredibly smart, but that she is playing everybody. And uh, it's just, it, it's honestly scary to me. I can't wait to see it. Like at some point it will come out. At some point it's going to happen. I don't, it could be the last, it could be on the proposal. I have no idea, but uh, Something is going to happen with her. What if you and I are completely wrong and she is the sweetest human on the planet <laughs> and we have just totally misjudged this? I will I will apologize. I will back the bus up, but I don't think so. So, yeah. I stand, I stand behind my stance. You, you just wait. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our predictions for next week because we had one date. We'll probably have a couple one-on-ones, probably have another group date next week and a rose ceremony. So mm. let's start, let's start with who who's your prediction right now to win the show? Oh. All right. You want to hear my hot take? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. I, I don't know about win the show, but who he ends up with in the end. I'm gonna say Hannah B. Oh, I think there's a there's a high likelihood of that. I did not let myself go down that road, but I said Madison. Yeah. 
I still think they have this sweet no. chemistry. So right now I'm picking Madison. No, mom, we've, we, we've been through this. She has way too many standards. She's the, uh, it's going to happen at some point where I actually think she'll go pretty far because you're right. They do have like a good connection and she's very sweet. And obviously she, his family already gave her the stamp of approval. Uh, which, by the way, can you touch on how weird it was that he gave her a picture of his family? I just, it's so early, Pete. It's so early. I would chill out on that. <laughs> um, but she, I'm t- later in the show, it's just going to get to the point of, I don't even know if it'll come out, but he's just going to realize they're not long-term compatible, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other question I have for you is, you know, they keep previewing. It was the first thing that we saw, first episode the news from Chris Harrison to Pete. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and also, also his mom crying saying, you need to bring her back. Like, who who are they talking about? This is why I think there's more Hannah B. I do too. I, I, I hate it to a certain degree, unless they write off in the sunset and it's this beautiful love story and they're married for 20 years. But uh, I, I think there's more Hannah B coming either that or one of the girls leaves. I'm not sure. So but I, I think yeah, it highly yeah. likelihood that when Dancing with the Stars ends, Hannah B comes back. So, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think that's a possibility. So who was your rising star this week? Somebody who is moving up in the ranks for you. So I think it's for me and for Pete. I got to say McKenna. She just surprised me this episode. I really thought that she was a super – she's very young. And I, I thought that her immaturity was showing in the first episode. But now I'm like, I don't know, actually. I kind of like her maturity. It's it, She's developing it. And you know what's funny? In terms of that, the oldest person in the house, Natasha, I don't feel like has shown the greatest maturity. You know what I'm saying? I feel like she's really been in on the complacency, like with the with the whole date thing. I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad that she stood up for herself. But she really handled that kind of childishly. Because, I mean, you got to put yourself in Pete's shoes and say, okay, yeah, Dumb that he brought Hannah B here at all, but you got to understand why he's got to go home and recollect himself or whatever he did, But because he's not going to be able to have that date. I think she's showing all of the maturity. So one of the things about age is that you, you learn to say, you learn to have a voice and you learn to make sure yeah. that your partner knows what's what and how you feel. And everybody else was just kind of giving him a hall pass and- She was like, no, you need to know that this is upsetting. So I would beg to differ with you on that one. Fair enough. I I think you can take over on the maturity aspect. I I think the 20 versus 53 means that you have a little bit of wisdom. (laughs) But we'll see. We'll see. Because a lot of times being with a bunch of young women, it's harder on the older contestants. But so far, she I feel like she's holding her own. Um, I added, I think I had Victoria F on, right. She was riding the struggle bus last week and she is definitely driving the bus this week. So, yeah, I was shocked when, when he gave her the rose. I I mean, just because I really thought that Hannah Ann was going to get it. Yeah. Um, but uh, good for him. I think you're right. I think it's strategic where he was like, I want to keep everybody in. So that was smart, but. Well, and let's let's rate Peter this episode. And I think we talked about doing like a one to 10 episode and I'm going to give him like an eight. I want to give him a 10, but I feel like I shouldn't. But I have to say the moment that really. Again, shows me that he has a heart and he has some uh, integrity 
when Victoria F was freaking out, he actually moved her to a more private space so that the cameras weren't on them as much. And to me, that's like, a you know, he's taking care of somebody who's struggling and I, he just keeps doing these things that you don't see very often. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to rate him a seven. And I, I think for the same reason, as you're saying, he seems like he really cares about every woman's time and he's not, you know, he's clearly been through the experience. I know everybody has that's, uh, the bachelor bachelorette, but like, I think he realizes what it's like to be on the other end. And so he pushes himself to make sure that he gives everybody a fair shake. So I think that's really nice of him. But the reason he, like I would have last week, I would have given him like a nine. Like I thought he was awesome. I'm giving him a seven just cause it's so, it's honestly like, it's really uncomfortable for me. And it makes me feel kind of dirty watching him be so so intimate with every woman like have you noticed that when he is talking to them he's always touching them to some extent like has an arm on their shoulder like rubbing his finger on their shoulder or like his hand on their leg like rubbing their leg or something like he's always looking to get to the physical stuff i'm pretty sure if somebody came up to him in a one-on-one or just like talking to him and just immediately no words started making out with him that wouldn't be a problem like when he was with mckenna she was mid-sentence and he just kissed her i'm he's just i it's it's weirding me out. I'm like, if you really want to get to know these women, like, sure, the physical stuff needs to be there. Like, yes. But I feel like you should be talking to them. I, I don't know. I, Luke, I am so impressed with you. I love that. I'm so surprised. <laughs> but I love that. Okay. I, <laughs> I love the that. The caveat is that if I was there, I think it would be hard for me not to be as physical. Cause I mean, these, these women are incredibly hot. So I, I will say like, I don't know if I'd be much better, but like, yeah. yeah. So I think the last thing we're going to do is move on to two predictions, who gets the one-on-one date and who goes home. So who, who do you think it's the one-on-one date? Mm, that's tough. I'm going to say Victoria, I gotta think Victoria P. P. Yep. Victoria yeah, P. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same. I w- I would love to say Tammy, but I just don't think she's a realistic shot to win. I just really don't. I don't think he's. He hasn't shown any um. A lot of interest in her. I I love that she's bold, and I think that he likes that too, and I think he likes her personality. But I just don't. I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the connection's there for him. But I think it's Victoria P. I agree with you. Um. I'm curious to see how she develops as a character because we saw her in the first episode be very kind of, I don't want to say timid, but almost like quiet and vulnerable and stuff like that. And it seems like based on the previews that she gets a little bit more confident later on. So curious to see how that goes for sure. Um, And then for who goes home. uh, I mean, I think I could put my money on Alexa and I I think I'm gonna put my money on Alexa. That's exactly who uh, once I again, picked. T- really? Yeah. Wow. See, I just, I don't think he has a connection with her. We haven't seen, I mean, she seems very cool. And like you said, I really like her, her vibe. She seems very cool and calm, but there's no fire there. You can see the fire with him with so many different women, like, like McKenna, like Hannah Ann, like, you know, he, even with Lexi, by the way, really quickly, that little, uh, that little car stunt he pulled where he acted like he didn't remember that she pulled up in the car and then he pulled out the toy car. Wow. Savage. I was really impressed by him. He's smooth. <laughs> he is smooth. Um, 
But like, there's a fire even with her, and yeah. I don't see it with Alexa. Yeah, no, and I hear my take on Alexa is she's not into this. She's watching this stuff happen. She seems completely disconnected. There's no way he's not going to read that. Um, she she's just not a fit for this. She's a she's a business owner. She's a strong woman. I think she's watching all this stuff happen and like, nah, I don't think this is my thing. So I, I think she'll go home. And the other one I could say is Jasmine because she was my dark horse going in. So my picks are just bombing so bad because Peyton already went home. But before the, the show, Jasmine was my dark horse and I literally have not seen her yeah. since her entrance. I have yeah. no, I didn't know if she was still a part of the show. I had to look it up. So yeah, I, uh, those are probably the, the best picks in my, in my, uh, my eyes. So I think next week the Hannah, Hannah Ann tattling thing is going to break out big time. We're going to see a lot of drama around what dynamic shift happened in Ugh. the house after that. So it should be fun. Yeah. I, I think I really will say I've, I've genuinely liked this season so far. I think it's, it sounds like, and like you said, we listened to Pete's interview. It sounds like something happens every episode that's going to be dramatic and fun. So I do like that. Um, I've thought it's been really entertaining so far. Obviously they do a, a great job of producing it, but I, yeah, I think it's been very entertaining. So I'm excited to see how that all develops. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do the next week. I think it's going to be fun. All right. Join us for The Son of a Batch next week and follow us on Instagram at The Son of a Batch. And bye-bye. I'm not the kind of girl that you're taking pictures with, that you're seeing in the daylight. You're not the kind of girl that you're eating breakfast with, that you're talking about to your friends. Not the 